I am a believer who's in recovery and struggles with meth, alcohol, and codependency. My name is Lindsay. I grew up in a small town in North Dakota. My parents divorced when I was four, and I grew up with my mom and my sister. My home life was normal, but I started getting bullied at school was when I was in sixth grade, which caused me to have low self-esteem. I would walk with my head down, my mouth shut, and I did my best not to be seen and heard by others to avoid being taunted. It was hard for me to open up and make friends. The bullying continued throughout middle school and high school. But when I was 15 years old, I went to my first party and had my first drink of vodka. I loved the carefree way it made me feel, and I was hooked. Alcohol gave me a sense of confidence that I'd never felt before. From then on, I was drinking with my friends on the weekends and would hide bottles of liquor in my bedroom. I started smoking cigarettes, experimenting with drugs like cocaine, weed, and crank, and getting into codependent relationships with partners who were emotionally unavailable. All of this left me feeling empty and broken inside, but I masked the pain with more drugs and more alcohol. My life in my 20s was filled with all-night parties, doing endless lines of cocaine, and having sex with random men. When I was 22, a one-night stand ended up with me getting pregnant. But I was not ready to give up my partying ways and settle down, so I decided to have an abortion. When I was 26, I got pregnant again, but there was no way I could mentally, emotionally, and physically go through another termination. On April 13th, 2009, God blessed me with my daughter. After her birth, my partying slowed down, but it did not stop. I would either drink at home or get a babysitter if I wanted to go out drinking all night. In 2013, I met my first husband through a mutual friend at a bar, and we soon started dating. Our on-again, off-again relationship was tumultuous. I wanted commitment, but he would breadcrumb me, break up with me, ghost me, and then get back together with me a month or two later. I thought the cycle had finally broke once he proposed to me in May 2014. And we got married three months later. I thought I finally found my happy ending, but our marriage was very short-lived. One night, about two months into our marriage, we were at home drinking, and he was sitting next to me at the kitchen table, and I saw him texting another woman. As I reached to snatch his phone out of his hand, he grabbed my hand, slammed it hard against the wall, almost breaking my wrist. He left her home and didn't come back. He texted me the next day saying he wanted a divorce. It was only 69 days from the day we got married to the day he told me he wanted a divorce. I was absolutely devastated. My daughter and I moved to Tulsa a couple of weeks later, and our divorce was finalized after only 109 days of marriage. I spent the next couple of years trying to numb the pain from my broken heart by drinking at home almost every night. A couple of years went by, and in 2016, I was working as an office manager for a hotel downtown. One night, my night auditor had called in and quit, 
at 9.30 on a Friday night. So I knew I was going to have to go in and cover his shift that started at 11 p.m. I hadn't been prepared to work the night shift, so I called up one of my former employees who I knew to be a meth user and asked if she had something to keep me awake. This would be the start of my five-year meth addiction. I started only doing meth on the weekends when I knew I had to work night audit, but I noticed that I started losing some weight and I loved the euphoria meth made me feel. Meth gave me another false sense of confidence and I started doing it every day to make me feel better about myself. By 2017, I had a full-blown meth addiction. However, for the, first, for the first time since my divorce, I was actually feeling good about myself again due to, due to the weight loss from doing meth. Around this time, I met a guy. He was sweet, charming, and charismatic. Our relationship developed quickly, and my daughter and I moved in with him after only four months of dating. I thought I was happy during our relationship, but I was in complete denial because I was a closet meth addict and he was a narcissist that would gaslight me regularly. Three years later, in August of 2020, him and I were on vacation in Mount Shasta. One evening, we were uh, driving up the mountain and he had his phone connected to the car's Bluetooth for navigation purposes. As we were ascending the mountain, he got a phone call from a girl whose name I didn't recognize. I knew all of his family and friends and coworkers, and not one of them had this particular name. I knew in my gut he was cheating on me. So we, went, we turned around and went back to the hotel where we got into a very heated discussion. There he admitted he had been cheating on me. He also let it slip during this argument that he was legally separated and not divorced like he told me on our first date. Of course, he tried to gaslight me into believing that he told me he was separated on our first date. He broke up with me three days after we got home. I was so codependent that I actually wanted to work things out with him. I literally begged him to stay with me, but... He didn't because he already found somebody else. Once again, I was left absolutely devastated. I was in complete de denial of my addiction and codependency and so unaware of how unmanageable my life was. After our breakup, my daughter and I moved in with my mom and stepdad, and I spent the next few months barely able to get out of bed because I was crying over my broken heart smoking meth, and obsessing over our relationship and what went wrong. In March 2021, I relapsed on meth after being clean for about two months. One morning, I walked into the bathroom, I looked in the mirror, and I didn't recognize who I was. I had been awake for about five days at this point. And even though at that time I would have told you I didn't believe in the biblical God, I believe that I heard him loud and clear tell me, Lindsay, you're killing yourself. I knew the disease of addiction would eventually take my life if I didn't stop the insanity. 
I quit meth that very day, March 27th, 2021. Thank you. I detoxed at home for six days before I got into treatment at 12 and 12. After I graduated 12 and 12, I was accepted into the Inside Out program on Friday, May 7th, 2021. That day, I also attended my very first CR. That night was an experience I won't forget. I felt overwhelmed, nervous, intimidated, and honestly a little scared by the amount of people hugging me and welcoming me. Some of the thoughts going through my mind that first night were things like, oh my gosh, what did I just get myself into? I do not fit in with these people. I don't like Jesus music. I don't believe in the Bible, so what am I even doing here? I grew up going to the Assembly of God Church. However, I left the church when I was 18 years old. I never understood the Bible. I was never slain in the spirit, and I could never speak in tongues, so I didn't think I was a good enough Christian. I spent the next 20 years being a non-believer and identifying as an agnostic. In 2019, I had a chance encounter with a woman that said that she was a spiritual healer. She told me she had a message from my guardian angel and proceeded to tell me that my guardian angel had been trying to send me messages, but I was so in my head, I wasn't getting them. She said that my purpose was to be a spiritual teacher, and this encounter ended up being a catalyst for a spiritual awakening. I realized that I was missing spirituality from my life, so I started studying up on the occult, New Age beliefs, the Kabbalah, and Wicca. In August 2020, I was initiated into the Modern Mystery School, which is a metaphysical school. During this time, I used metaphysical tools like tarot cards, pendulums, Reiki, chanting, transcendental meditation, and other various rituals and spiritual practices. I believe that Jesus Christ was an ascended master, which is a New Age belief for an ordinary person that had undergone a series of spiritual transformations on earth before becoming spiritually enlightened. I did not believe Jesus Christ was the Son of God. So when I first came to CR, I had spent the last couple of years studying the occult and New Age beliefs. I identified as pagan, and simply being in church was so far out of my comfort zone, I thought this had to be a mistake. But I knew I needed sober living, and Inside Out was the only sober living I could find in Tulsa that I could take my daughter with. So as much as I didn't want to go to church, I knew I needed the accountability and the longevity of sober living, so I stayed. My plan was to finish the Inside Out program, then resume my life in the modern mystery school, the occult, pagan gods, and tarot cards. Little did I know that when I finished the program, I would be a changed woman. Part of the requirements of Inside Out is going to life group and church on Sunday, Bible study on Monday, step study on Wednesday, and CR on Fridays. In the beginning, I did not want to go to so much church, but I did so begrudgingly. 
However, Monday night Bible study was a huge influence on my path to Jesus. Little by little, the leaders of the Bible study helped make sense of things in the Bible that were confusing to me growing up. And within eight months, I became a believer and gave my life to Jesus. Amen. In the beginning of being an Inside Out, Bible study was my least favorite thing to go to. It eventually became my absolute favorite, and I still attend when my schedule allows. I now love learning, reading, and talking about the Bible with other people and memorizing scripture. My life verse, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My relationship with Jesus is the most powerful tool in my recovery. Let me just say that one more time. My relationship with Jesus is the most powerful tool in my recovery. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It gives me the willpower and strength to maintain abstinence from substances as well as foster long-term recovery from addiction and codependency. Developing a relationship with Jesus has given me a sense of purpose and provides me with the spiritual guidance that I used to seek through tarot cards and psychics. It has helped me find hope and meaning in my recovery journey and reminds me that I am not alone. Through my relationship with Jesus, I have learned to seek forgiveness in order to let go of the guilt and shame I carried for years of addiction and a destructive lifestyle. Believing in Jesus and relying on his strength has helped me to overcome challenges and temptations during my recovery process. Prayer and seeking solace in scripture provides me with comfort and encouragement that I used to seek with meth and alcohol. The teachings of Jesus emphasize transformation and a renewal of spirit. Romans 12.2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. My relationship with Jesus has brought me personal growth, positive life changes, a renewed sense of identity. My identity is no longer a drug addict, but a believer in Jesus and a child of God. Working the 12 steps with a small group of women helped me to work through my past trauma, substance abuse issues, mental health issues, and codependency. I felt supported, encouraged, and accepted by the women in my step study. Working the fourth step had a positive effect on my recovery. I didn't have much awareness of the hurt and resentments from my past that I had been hanging on to. Ephesians 4.31 says, Get rid of all the bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Openly examining and confessing my faults to myself, to God, and to someone I trust helped me accomplish this. I went into the fourth step with the intention of letting go and giving it all to God. When I got done going over my inventory with my sponsor, I felt such an emotional relief from the burden of my past that I had been carrying. I felt lighter somehow. During my step study, God showed me how to forgive myself 
for the years of addiction and my destructive lifestyle. He showed me how to love myself and to let myself be seen and heard by others. God showed me that I am strong, worthy, and able to give and receive love. God has worked miracles in my life. I have been clean for almost three years. Thank you. In March 2022, I went back to work at Grand Addiction Recovery Center, formerly known as 12 and 12, to work as a peer recovery support specialist. And in August of 2023, I transferred to the outpatient clinic in Claremore. I'm able to use my life experiences to support and encourage others that are just beginning their recovery journey. In August 2022, I went back to school at TCC for psychology. I will finish my associate's degree this May, and then I will transfer to OSU in the fall to get my bachelor's degree in psychology. Thank you. Then I plan to pursue a master's degree in, in counseling. My daughter gave her life to Jesus in June 2022, and we joined Southern Hills the same day she was baptized. In February 2023, I became a CR leader, and currently, I co-lead the Food Issues Small Group. I have also worked on the barbecue team since I started coming to CR in May 2021. In September 2023, I was appointed as an Inside Out board member, where I will get to provide insight from the perspective of a former resident. Thank you. To the newcomer, I had no idea what I was doing or where my life was going when I first started coming to CR. I was scared, broken, and insecure, but I kept coming back. That's my advice to you. Keep coming back, no matter what. Even when you don't want to come, those are the days when you need to come the most because I guarantee God works miracles in this place. I never ever, ever, ever thought I would be a born-again Christian when I was in active addiction. Don't stop coming before you get your miracles. Recovery is tough, but it's not impossible. Matthew 19, 26 says, for humans, this is impossible, but for God, all things are possible. Thank you for letting me share. <laughs>